Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. a good song i think so it's appropriate hopefully by now everyone knows it's windy tomorrow uh, <laughs> could you imagine not knowing that after it's been talked about for a week i could you really? know if i wasn't working here i think by now i hear <laughs> maybe I not though you're right i might hear it in passing someone goes oh it's gonna be windy tomorrow and i would go like yeah whatever you know i have a, <laughs> i do have a message for accuweather and i know that accuweather helps us out a lot here at wben but, you know, just because a wind warning was posted at 250 doesn't mean that my AccuWeather app has to go off at 250. Just a little bit of, you know, news. You can wait till I'm up at 330. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is going to be, uh, I guess, worse than it was Monday. And you were in tomorrow. it Monday. That's why I'm like kind of it's hard to believe that it's going to be windier than it was on Monday uh, tomorrow uh, during the afternoon. So everybody watching. What's the you know, I, Monday was, I think, the worst weather inside the game. I was fine. But, you know, pregame and everything, it was definitely the worst weather that I've been in outside yeah. for something. And I was thinking about that. What is because yesterday the city announced that they're bringing back the ball drop. That's right. right. Everyone's coming back. We got the ball drop. And that's notoriously, I mean, there are New Year's Eve nights in Buffalo where it is not necessarily windy or snowy, but, I mean, frigid. Like below zero air temperatures at midnight on New Year's Eve. And, I mean, that's some bad weather to be standing around in for hours and hours. How do you stay warm? How do you deal with that? I think of everything... And maybe there's something when I was smaller or, you know, playing sports outside or or something like that that would have been worse. But in terms of like an event I went to that's outdoors and, you know, I I was staying outdoors for a number of hours. I think Monday was maybe the worst weather that I I could see that hung out outdoors for. Do you have one that pops out in your head for you? I can think of two. The Colts game, obviously. Um, oh, so the snow game, the snow game in Colts. Buffalo a few years ago where it's it probably snowed throughout the course of that game 
18 inches? Yeah. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. And you could not see, you know, you know where my seats used to be at the stadium. You could not see the field from up there. So luckily, not many people showed up and we were able to move where we could see the red jerseys because they did wear their red jerseys for that game, which turned out to be very helpful. Yeah. Uh, and the another game was from 2007 and it was a torrential downpour for the entire game, Virginia Tech, Boston College. And it was, it never stopped raining. Mm. It was one of those where, luckily, I brought another pair of shoes. Because the shoes I wore were still wet when we were leaving two days later. I hate being in the rain, but there's nothing. I can't think of like a very memorable time when I was, you know, out doing something in the rain for like a long period of time. And nothing's worse worse than that late fall rain because it's cold Mm -hmm. and it's but it's not cold enough to be snow. That's the worst rain to be out in. There are I mean, there are some news stories I've been out at, you know, reporting where it's been very cold snowy windy and my hand feels like it's about to freeze off um but you know nothing that would be for like hours and hours i i've actually never gone down to the ball drop downtown uh, it's, you know, i've it's, lived here my entire life i've never gone down there has, has there been any ball drops where it's just terrible for you i can think of most of them where it's most been, of them where it's been you know really cold and uh you know you can't wait you, you go to a a, a bar before like 11, and then you go, you watch the ball drop, and then as soon as the thing drops, you're at a bar again. <laughs> because usually I think of those nights as being, like you said, frigid, uh, maybe some kind of precipitation falling, but I can't remember a ball drop where I'm downtown going, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I have too many layers on. That's never been the case. I've. It's just never occurred to me to go down there. I'm just not, and it's kind of strange for me. I like a crowd. I like a good time. I like a good atmosphere and a party. But I just never, that's never something to me where I'm like, yeah, it's worth it standing around for a couple of hours to see the ball drop. I know a lot of people love it. I, I, I never really hear bad reviews, even in the bad weather of it. It's just, it hasn't been for me. Let me say, I loved it in college. I loved it in my early 20s. I find the older I go, the older I get, I'm not enjoying it as much as like, but Obviously, you know, 10 years ago, I'd be meeting up with a bunch of people. Less and less people of my friends. Like you? That that too. But less and less people that I know are going, so it's it's not as fun. I think the most fun I ever had at the ball drop was uh, New Year's Eve, would that have been 2007, um, going to the ball drop, and then four hours later, starting the tailgate for the Winter Classic. That was probably the most fun ball drop I'd been to. Yeah, I, and there was some. There was a little bit of weather that night. Actually, it was the uh, the cold night I'm thinking about. Is it was the New Year's Eve? We were out, uh, not to the ball drop, but we were out watching the Bills clinch That's, a playoff spot for yes. the first time in forever. And that night at the ball, I remember it being in the you know below zero air temperature. Yeah. You know, forget about the wind chill. But that was one of those super cold nights. And that would have been what 2017. I always get the uh, 2017. Yes. Yeah. Because New Year's New Year's Day 2018 was the first time Tim Wenger trusted me behind a mic to host uh, after the playoff game. <laughs> that was the day we uh, we look at us now. <laughs> that was the day he uh, we uh, tipped over the Christmas tree after uh, the the Dalton pass or ran we into did? The, we ran into the Christmas tree. I, I don't feel think bad it, about that. I don't think it don't ever put that on me. <laughs> I don't think it ever fell over. It was probably more my fault. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. But uh, 803-0930 if you want to weigh in on the conversation our Volkswagen Orchard Park text board or by giving us a call throughout the morning. I, yeah, that's it's one of those things I saw yesterday. I'm glad it's back. 
I it never really occurred to me to be like, uh, yeah, I'll definitely go this year. I probably won't end up doing it. It's just, it's the bad. I've had my bad weather event for the year. You have. This past Monday. You have had your bad weather event. Yes. I mean, that's uh, the way it goes. And then tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be that for some uh, someone out there. Someone out there is, has to go uh, outside and do something tomorrow where they're going to be uh, blown away in the wind. I can't imagine planes taking off tomorrow. Let me tell you, the landing on Monday, (laughs) the landing Monday, I don't think that plane straightened out until we were on the runway. It was, and and, and when you land in Buffalo, it's it's usually bumpy, let's be honest. Um, But that was, that was, I cannot imagine if it's going to be worse tomorrow. uh, Don't say that too, it's funny you mentioned that. My dad has texted me earlier in the day and he's uh, taking off tomorrow a little before noon. Oh. uh, Which I told him, you don't have to worry, that's before the... uh, it's before the, um, you know, the wind really uh, gets here in full force. My flight Monday was one of those flights where before we even took off from New York, they said, hey, there won't be any service on this flight. Yeah. That's how bad. Well, the, the planes from Buffalo to New York are the tiny ones. You, you expect them to move around a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice if they could fit the service in before you hit the wind. What do you need <laughs> service for on a plane? I thought about this. It, you know, we'll go uh, and we'll look at what happened. This is the latest, Joe. Uh, bad behavior Uh-oh. on an airplane. Right? Over the service? Well, I don't know what it's over. This uh, Passengers aboard a Delta flight from Washington to L.A. had to wait a couple of hours extra to make it to their destination. Video posted on Twitter purportedly from Delta Flight 342 shows a man arguing with a crew member and then subdued by an air marshal and forced to sit down. As he continues to scream, the Boeing 757 heads for Oklahoma City in audio from LiveATC.net. Delta 342, we've got the trucks uh, rolled out for you on the ramp, and the uh, police are out there as well. Okay, very good. The combative passenger was taken off the plane in handcuffs. Jim Ryan, ABC News. So I don't know why um, this happened. You mentioned service. I assume it's because someone told them that you're not getting peanuts on this flight. (laughs) And that's and that's why he had to be let off in handcuffs and became unruly. It didn't make, maybe it's not that, but it didn't make me angry. But you know, it would have been nice to have maybe a, a cola and uh, some Cheez-Its before we hit the turbulence. That's all. I, maybe not for the other I, passengers on the plane. I have come just full circle around on this because I used to love, you know, oh, give me a little seltzer water or something yeah. like that. You know, oh, I'll enjoy your trail mix or whatever you're passing around. Uh, they don't really do peanuts that much anymore. Pretzels it, or it's on on the flight. Well, on the flight that did have service from. Buffalo to New York, it was pretzels, Cheez-Its, or a bag of cookies. And I had the Cheez-Its and a Diet Coke. Watch out. Um, But I've come full circle on this. I don't need it. I don't like it, actually. Unless it's a particularly long flight and you're going to give me something substantial, I, you know, especially going to New York, or if it's anything certainly under three hours, I would say, I just, I don't want to put up with it. Like, I want to... Put some headphones on. I don't want every two seconds. I, I, I had a late night flight um, a couple of weeks ago. And so all the lights are off. But then they turn them on so that they can walk through and hand you a bag of trail mix. You're right. Like I, I'm trying to sleep here. You know, it's a bag of trail mix. I don't need it. You're right. There are. I'm, I'm not starving on this plane to where I need this to survive until we land. Like, I appreciate it, but... Now, you know, oh, here, everyone's reaching around you. You have to, you know, whatever you're doing, you get out and, you know, take your headphones off. You're waking up. You're moving around. Maybe you were comfortable. Now you got to pass this around here. Here's your water. <laughs> you couldn't have got water at the airport Well, that's before. why I like the window seats. 
Because I, then no one else is going to wake me up if I do take a nap before the service cart comes out. Yeah. I well, it, But I agree seats. with that. Like a late night flight. I remember a red-eye flight that I was on a few years ago. And, you know, I was just in the mood to get in my seat and fall asleep. And you're right. They turn the lights on. And this is a red-eye flight. Well, you turn, I, we don't need service at 1 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. I don't, it there's you're nothing right. that they're giving you that's worth enough to me to wake up. Or, you know, take off the gear. That's a good point. Or, you know, nudge around, uh, turn the lights on if you're at night, or something like that. I, I don't really need it. Yeah, I can see that. I can. I don't know what it was. Maybe just because on the way down I had that combination and I wanted it again. Uh, but I was hoping for a little a little service before we had hit the turbulence. But then again, I probably would have been here complaining that my stomach hurt because I had yeah. just had Cheez-Its and a Diet Coke, and then we hit turbulence. So Someone uh, texted in, 803-0930, uh, I fly first class. I expect service. There it is. If Good you, for you. Sure. First, Keep it in first class. <laughs> let us, let us uh, in the back of the plane... Just kind of enjoy our uh, our night's peace. Have you ever flown first first class? No, I've gotten bumped up to the extra legroom seats a nice. couple of times, which is very nice. The extra legroom seats, which uh, fifteen years ago they called seats, and <laughs> oh, yeah, know, yeah. now they're the you know uh, they're not. It's not first class, but it's like the next level of luxury. I guess so. Yeah. They give you like a 15 inches of leg room. Nice. <laughs> uh, sometimes you get bumped into. I That's the only time I flew first class was once, and I was delayed 18 hours and uh, flew first class from Philadelphia to Buffalo. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine in the, the regular seat. Yeah. Um, I, Jimmy was waving his hands. I thought he was trying to get our attention. <laughs> Important stuff going on here. Um, no. Uh, so, anyways, uh, moving on, we are expecting in about 40 minutes this morning. Yes, Joe? Uh, texter says, Joe, d- did you wear pajama pants? You know, I didn't. I did not on the flight home from New York. But there are times, like when I'm going to Vegas, a, lar- a longer flight, I will wear pajama pants to be comfortable on the plane. Yeah, I don't blame people anymore because of TSA. Yeah, it is funny nowadays. You look at people on a plane now compared to you know like 1960. Everyone dressed in a suit. Up. Yeah. you got your top hat on. I can't imagine. I can't imagine dressing up to go fly. But you used to be able to walk. Uh, you know, you're just walking in. You walk onto your plane, and that's that. Now, you take your pants off, take your shoes off, take no belt, no anything. I try and go in gym shorts and a hoodie. Like, be very comfortable. The seats are way less comfortable, as we right. just mentioned. Yeah, I try and go and be as comfortable as possible. Sometimes you. I, I mean, I look like a slob version of myself at some time, but that's, don't blame me. No. Blame, you're the one making me take my shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I, I don't blame people for wearing pajama pants. My shoes, my belt. In, in New York, you have a dog chasing you, uh, which I had to get back in line to go by the dog again because I didn't follow instructions correctly. It's all a mess. <laughs> Well, about 40 minutes from right now, we are expecting the governor to uh, make an announcement uh, regarding COVID. She said yesterday that perhaps uh, new protocols, new uh, measures, policies, uh, however she wanted to word it, uh, um, is uh, they're on the way due to rising COVID cases statewide and we're expected to hear from the governor at about 10 o'clock this morning and i don't know what people are expecting i don't know what people are hoping for i assume everyone's got a little bit different of an answer i am not expecting too much i hope 
Um, but I, you know, I, I also wouldn't be surprised if there is some drastic now statewide indoor masking or something to that effect uh, announced in just about 40 minutes or so. I, I do, you know, want to know why, though. I hope it is backed up with, you know, some clear cut whys. We asked uh, Dr. Russo about this this morning that if this is being done, and it is mentioned, right, Omicron, we're getting ready for the Omicron wave. I mean, that is why the governor is making these moves. I, if we, I, we don't know too much about this, but are we going to react in a way that's disproportionate to the threat that it represents? And I brought these stats from earlier this week throughout Europe, 337 Omicron cases all have been mild or asymptomatic. And I have not heard, I'm sure, in South Africa, there are deaths associated with the Omicron variant. But across the world, Europe, uh, here in the U.S., I have not heard of a death associated with the Omicron variant. And believe me, you would have heard of it Oh yeah, had it happened so far. I, at what point, you know, 337, it's not a lot of people, but at what point does that start to become meaningful? And at what point do we, you know, kind of go back to the things that we've been saying over the last two years? You know, I'm thinking back to all these conversations that we've had over the last two years, Joe, with doctors, with everybody, of looking at this and saying, yes, we know there's going to be new, different variants of this virus. We know that, you know, some of them are going to be more easily transmissible. There's a a concern that some of them might be worse off. But the idea is, generally speaking, that they'll give you fewer symptoms, you know, the more uh, that the uh, thing uh, varies and it becomes dominant. It's spread easier. There's less symptoms. That's how it spreads easier, by the way. You know, you don't know you're sick, and then you spread it to somebody else. And that's how these things stay and we've been saying them for we've been saying this for a year and a half plus and expecting this to happen and now when it does happen it's like somebody blindsided us like yeah. oh my goodness what happened well what happened is what we've been saying for the last year and a half is what, probably going to happen what you told us 18 months ago is going to happen is finally happening and, and you know I, I i hope it stays on this trajectory that it's a more mild case for everyone and it doesn't uh clog up the hospitals i, I think we'd be so lucky if this variant becomes the dominant uh variant um and brian i agree with something you said earlier that you know hey maybe it's time to tap the brakes before we completely and I don't want to say overreact, as a, but you know what I mean. Before we completely start going back to the phase system that we had, again, 18 months ago, I, I think it's time to tap the brakes and let that research come in so we can see, all right, what is what is it showing us in South Africa? What is it showing us in these initial cases to the United States? Uh, I, I think, you know, this is a very uh, knee-jerk reaction. Um, again, not knowing what's going to happen at 10, but I think all these restrictions for this variant that we don't know uh, all that much about is a little knee-jerk. We can, um, and speak about deja vu, you know, we don't know what's going to happen at 10. I, I mean, this sounds a whole lot like when the other governor 
was in charge and, you know, what what's going to happen? How are you going to live your next month? Find mm-hmm. out at 10 a.m. on Days of Our Lives. That's right. Uh, we didn't know his guests either. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know who was going to be the guest star. We didn't know anything about this. So it is eerily familiar to how the previous governor was handling this. We don't know what to expect. I, I think I do know what some people are rooting for, Joe. The region with the best performance of all on COVID-19 today, believe it or not, is New York City you know, which was once a global epicenter of the pandemic. Now the city has the lowest positivity levels in the state at about 2%, even though it's a densely populated urban area, obviously. Suburban Long Island, by comparison, is 6%. In some regions upstate are even at 10%. Why don't you use your emergency powers that you assumed on November 26th to implement statewide the same program New York City is doing? In case you uh, didn't know uh, what this reporter was hoping would happen, (laughs) that wasn't a question. That was a demand. Yeah. Hey, governor, why don't you implement your powers statewide? He's asking for uh, a statewide ruler uh, for action to be taken unilaterally by one person and basing it off of something that, once again, just like Joe, we were talking about a variant and how we've been mentioning this for the past year and a half, he's basing this off of something that we've also been talking about for the last year and a half. I mean, you can go back to any of our conversations with Dr. Russo spanning back two years about uh, why New York City is seeing a lower prevalence of the virus. And and this person, I'm not sure who was asking the question there yesterday, the governor, but this person was, uh, uh, New York City, even though we're a densely populated area, once the epicenter of the virus, he's answering his own question, Joe, <laughs> that he's asking inside the question. Yes. Why are levels so low in New York City? Well, you were once the epicenter of the virus here in the United States. A lot of people got it. You, you basically all had it yep. in New York City. And what have we heard from Dr. Russo? Hey, Dr. Russo, why are rates doing so well in New York City now? He would say, well, compared to here in western New York, in New York City, you go back a couple of years, you go back to whenever, a whole lot of people were infected yep. with the uh, coronavirus. So a whole lot of people are carrying around some natural immunity to the coronavirus that's going around. Yep. I, that's why, and, and yet, and we've said it again and again and again a year and a half, and now, all of a sudden, well, it must be because of the rules that we have <laughs> here in New York City. It's why are we being blindsided by things that we've talked about for so long here and already know? And what are you expecting? And what should we expect to hear in about half an hour? And uh, I was reminded of something else, uh, too, while uh, doing some reading yesterday. Uh, all of that still to come. Beam as and Beamer on WB. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Oh, no better, no better song to kick off the weekend than our Return of the Mac. Hope everyone has a, a great weekend planned as we are here in the holiday Could season. Well, I mean, I drove in playing the Power Rangers theme song today. So. Of course you did. <laughs> Nothing surprises me. I need something to wake me up. Um, I, I am, Joe, this is going to tell you how confident I am still in the Bills. Oh, yeah. I, I that Your confidence is up there. My stomach is in knots yesterday. I'm, I was looking forward to one of the things I'm looking forward to early next year. U.S. soccer in Canada. They're playing in Hamilton. So right across the border, one of our World Cup qualifiers, big game. So we got the full team. We're going to, you know, let's go USA. And uh, the date and time, the date we knew, is going to be January 30th. And they uh, just set the time as well yesterday and announced uh, tickets would go on sale. And I'm looking forward to it. And then I'm reminded by a friend of mine, uh, yeah, that's the same day, same time, is the AFC Championship game. Ooh. So that, you know, it shows you just how much I believe in the Bills. Everyone's questioning, oh, are they even going to get in the playoffs? I'm here expecting them to be in the AFC Championship, to be in the AFC championship game again <laughs> and thinking, uh, now am I buying tickets to this soccer game that's on the exact same time just in case? I feel like if I buy a ticket, that's like me saying and admitting that I don't think that the Bills will go that far. See, I laugh, but if the Bills beat the the Bucks this weekend, I will be in the same camp as you. You know, <laughs> AFC Championship. Here we go. We'll be the we'll be last year's Bucks this year, right? We make that run at seven and five, and then on fire. Just go. You know, I'm still confident. Still confident. I like that. Uh, that's where my mind was this morning. I like that confidence better than what you're hearing around town for the last four days. Yeah, I like your confidence, your optimism. 
Keep it optimistic. That's what we, that's that's what we need here in Western New Still York. Still have a winning record. Still better than most of my years as a Bills fan. So oh, you know, yeah. there's a uh, most of my years that, on this earth. All that <laughs> to uh, keep in mind. Um, and, and well, I mean, will I even be able to go? We'll see. Uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor, expected to announce some new policies to deal with COVID, and uh, there is a big question as to what that's going to be. Uh, maybe it's nothing. Uh, maybe it's something big. Uh, maybe it is a big sweeping statewide. We don't know. I think that's part of the problem here is that everybody here now across the state is left guessing, oh, what is the governor going to announce? Instead of just saying it yesterday. And everybody has a different idea of what that might be, right? Which goes to show that there's not an obvious thing to do here. There's a whole number of things that could be done that we're not sure (laughs) what might be done. I am hoping for this, Joe. I was reminded of this uh, yesterday. It just popped in my head. Because we have been talking about hospital capacity here. And there has been the question of why, you know, there's been so much made of hospital capacity in the last two years, ever since March of 2020. That's the whole reason for a lockdown in the first place, was we need to build up capacity in our hospitals to be able to do with this. Two years later, what's happened? We have less availability of staffed beds in our hospitals here in western new york than we did at the beginning of the pandemic yep and and i was thinking about that this from the book band of brothers uh and you know so often people will compare covid to war right you know we're at war with covid the uh, governor cuomo the former governor would uh, say that a lot, right? You know, we're this is we're at war with yeah. COVID. We need a wartime response. So president uh, Trump would say that a lot. You know, we need, this is uh, we're at war right now. I'm a wartime president. I think he said once. And you know, this popped into my head yesterday. And I had to go back in the book and find this because I mean, it's so true. We're not at war with COVID, or at least we're not acting like it. Because if we were acting like it, we wouldn't have these problems. That we did today. This, I mean, this is very early in the book. This is talking about the uh, preparation to go off to war to fight World War II overseas. Uh, Camp McCall in North Carolina. This is. I'll just uh, read this right from the book. Camp McCall, North Carolina, was a marvel of wartime construction. On November seventh, nineteen forty-two, it consisted of sixty-two thousand acres of wilderness. Four months later, it had 65 miles of paved roads, a 1,200-bed hospital, five movie theaters, six huge beer gardens, a complete all-weather airfield with three 5,000-foot runways, and 1,750 buildings. The barracks were all heated, too. The cots had mattresses. Four months, 6,200 acres of wilderness was turned into a bustling city. That is a wartime response. Yeah. Not sitting here two years later in less com- wondering what happened to our hospital capacity when the whole idea was to build this up to fight this war in the first place. Right. I, I had to go back and look at this um, to, to remind myself <laughs> of what a wartime response was. And, and you know, what, what could have been do, uh, happening had we actually had that attitude? Because this is what happens when you have that attitude. When you know that there's something big to fight, when you have people pulling in the same direction, uh, and when you kind of know the gravity of the situation, when you're serious about what you say, if you were serious about, uh, you know, increasing capacity, I mean, that's that is what can be done. 
That's a four months to make an entire city because you're at war, because the situation is serious. And what are we left with now? We're two years into this. And I was bringing up uh, this with Dr. Uh, Russo, or maybe it was. No, it was with uh, Rick Klein, ABC News political director, earlier this morning. I often, I, I love the, uh, say what you will about the New York Times. I love the morning newsletter they send out every uh, day. And I think the guy who uh, puts it together, David Leonhardt, is fantastic at kind of assessing all of this and giving a rational, reasonable approach to a lot of it. And toward the end of this newsletter, which really focuses on, uh, you know, the, the headline of the newsletter is offices are empty, airlines cancel flights, subways and buses run less often, schools call off entire days of class. Does, does this sound like a healthy economy to you? You know, painting a picture of, oh, look at these economic indicators. Look at the jobs report. Oh, best numbers since the 60s and the jobs report. Well, you know, hang on a second. Why are people so dour, uh, uh, sour on this? Uh, just look around. Open right. your eyes. Yeah. Th this is what's going on. It, it shouldn't surprise you that people are a little upset. At the end of this, he says uh, this. This is uh, verbatim. It's worth remembering that the point of these measures is to maximize people's health and well-being. And maximizing health and well-being is not the same thing as minimizing COVID. That's something that has been completely lost sight of. Yep. I mean, especially when talking about Rick Klein brought up schools. I mean, the most obvious thing, right? We want to protect kids from COVID. We're going to keep them out of school. And look at the damage that you've done to an entire generation of kids. Uh, he continued to write, society would cease to function if it tried to minimize every medical risk. Schools and offices don't close each winter because of the flu. Families travel in cars, even though crashes harm far more children than COVID. We yep. jog, play sports, ride bikes, even though thousands end up in emergency rooms doing exactly that. That's a great point. And Chris Hayes of MSNBC, I, you know, I, we, as we touched on earlier this week, I don't want He's him. a regular. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about him. Uh, all I know is on MSNBCs. But he uh, he added to this on Twitter uh, saying that this is kind of the key to it all because somebody commented, and, you know, we're speaking about wartime, right, um, uh, measures, that we have impacted day-to-day -day life on the home front Far more than between the years of 1941 and 1945 at home. We are not really talking about this. Chris Hayes points out uh, we mean not just the economy, crime stats, overdoses, car accident spikes. It's the largest, most sustained disruption to daily life in America, maybe since the Civil War. And he said, it's weird to say we don't talk about this enough because it's constantly covered, but the scope of it is not quite appreciated in the discourse. And I think that's going to be on full display here in 15 minutes, where we're going to once again, Joe, impact people's day-to-day -day life yeah. in a level not seen in this country in generations. And my guess is that it's going to land like a feather that nobody even hears or really pays attention to, aside from a select few. I'm surprised Chris Hayes said that, by the way. I give credit to Chris Hayes uh, for uh, for pointing that out. 
It it will be interesting, Brian. You know, I mean, obviously, since yesterday, I've been guessing what will this be? Uh, what will this announcement be? Will we go back to the zones like we had at the holiday time last year? Will it be a state mandate? Will it just be a, a recommendation to county executives around New York State? But like you said, no matter what it is, it is going to be something that, yeah, it, it, it might go unnoticed. But um, at the same time, I think a lot of people are going to have to adjust um, especially at some in some areas here in New York State, I, I just I think about it too. Like the what have we become? You know what? Why are we not? Uh, and it does seem weird to say not paying more attention to it. We talk about it every day, every day. But it it just seems to you know here we go. We're we're going out again and possibly adding some more things that you have to do uh, on day to day life. And, and why didn't we? go and build a 1,200-bed hospital like they did in yeah, wartime in right. four months. You know, oh, there's there's not enough time to ramp up the health. If you are dealing with a crisis and we're at war, like you said, there is enough time right. because there's an urgency there. That urgency has not been there at all. I, I mean, it was there a little bit. It was talked about, right? I mean, we... We heard about, oh, the convention center will be turned into a a field hospital. If we're in crisis mode with hospitals now, then let's go. Right. Uh, Let's let's get it up and running. But that's the thing. It should be a a more permanent bed bed capacity increase. Instead, instead, like you said, we're decreasing. And really, all all we're doing for this war is restricting the daily lives of people and, and not adding what we need the most, what really would help this out more staffed beds in New York State, especially here in western New York, and we're, we're not getting it. Yeah, uh, it's it just kind of crazy to me how we, and I thought that was so uh, well laid out, not just the argument in that newsletter this morning uh, that, you know, maximizing health and well-being is not necessarily the same thing as minimizing COVID. And then in the response to that, that this is disrupted for nearly two years, American day-to-day life here in this country more than just about anything in our lifetimes on a national scale too i mean all across the country this is not just you know one area right this is all across the country and our response is not to respond like they did in 1942 by taking this i mean tremendous undertaking building a small city in just four months it's not doing anything like that it's it's just kind of chipping away at what people are able to do and minimizing the cost or the idea that when you're adding, whether it's a mask mandate, a capacity restriction, Ooh. a remote day of learning, uh. a something like that, it's completely ignoring that, hey, this might have an effect too, uh, which seems insane that we're still doing this two years in. Yeah, and that's another thing I fear, Brian. I don't think it will come to that, but I, I do fear some kind of splitting school up again, putting kids back at their kitchen table uh, for virtual learning. And I think that should be the last thing the state ever looks at again because uh, 
Uh, I think it was dis- disastrous for some kids. Obviously, you have you know kids not like me. Uh, you have kids that are smart, and no matter where they're learning from, they'll learn. But you have kids that were like me in high school uh, that you know they need that one-on-one with the teacher because they don't understand everything, and you know not everything sets in is easy for everyone. So I'm hoping this has nothing to do with schools today. I don't think it will, um, but obviously that's always a concern in the back of my mind as well. Yeah, I don't think it will either. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> Like we said, it's crazy that we don't know. You know, we're right. It's a mystery. Ten minutes from now, our lives might change for the next uh, month. For you the have no idea. Season. You know what? <laughs> what? Why? Why would we need to let you know earlier? Um, <laughs> you tune in. Uh, get the uh, get the YouTube views uh, up. Are you making plans for this weekend? Make sure you tune in at ten o'clock. <laughs> but it's amazing, and you know, I, a lot of people are just trying to you know do what I'm doing, Joe. I mean, what am I? Ten minutes until the big announcement. Oh, what's going to happen? I'm trying to figure out uh, if the Bills are going to play in the AFC Championship game so I can get tickets to a soccer game uh, instead. I, I think that's how people want to move forward. Uh, and, you know, the question is, will we uh, be able to? I'll tell you what I hope this doesn't affect. The pinstripe bowl in a few weeks. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's what's on my mind. That's... I hope it doesn't. Rest- I hope it's not a capacity restriction at the pinstripe bowl. That's all, that's that's all I'm Do you worried need about. One? Yeah, probably not. I mean, that, I think you're already pretty socially distanced at the uh, pinstripe bowl. You're telling me not many people want to go see two six and six teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you like I do a couple times a week that you're probably the only person thinking about. This thing I just hope all. there's no restrictions on the pinstripe bowl. I'm ready. I'm ready, and uh, I want to. I want to have a real college atmosphere at Yankee Stadium. You, you, I mean, you're a big uh, Christmas guy. You got anything to tie down before tomorrow? Uh, I, I was thinking, do I take the lights off? Because I just have lights wrapped up to the balcony. All of our direct, our you know, nah, big decorations then, then are indoors. Then you have to put them back on. Right. I don't think, I don't think they're going <laughs> to blow off. Now, the thing, the thing I, I do have to get is Plug my, them in so they have something to hold on to. Oh, yeah. They'll be plugged <laughs> in. It'll be dark. Um, I, I do have to get the George Foreman grill back because I had just put that back out yesterday. That needs to come back in because if it doesn't, there will be a grill on Main Street blowing down uh, Williamsville. So I've got to make sure that's in. Be careful. Uh, our table Bring and chairs. Bring it in, but don't like Michael Scott yourself. Step on the George Foreman grill and getting out of bed. That's no, no, no. Not. It'll go. Right now, our um, because we wanted to save on storage, All of our we've made our guest room into a storage room. So I'll just throw it in there. No one goes in there. Yeah. <laughs> Guest room, barbecue center. Yeah, yeah, right, all in one. (laughs) You can – that's, I think, a really good idea. If you have a guest, stay over in the guest room, and the person goes to you, and they're like, there's a grill in here. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, cook your own breakfast. Not pet and breakfast. (laughs) This is my house. Do you have your flags up? Are those going to have to come down? Oh, you know what? I wasn't even thinking about that. Wow. Should I I take the flag down? Yeah, I, I think so. 70 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. I mean, they were up Monday. I mean, they're still. But it's your new flag, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. still. Should I just replace it, put an older flag up there? If you're going to leave one out, put the older one back. I don't I want anything to happen to the new one. I can't one. be a flagless house. I think for one day you can. I'll put a, I'll put a different flag out there. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Or maybe I will take it. I'll take it off. Yeah. I'll do that. That's a good idea. That uh, I, I wouldn't have even thought twice about my flag. You still have that fire pit sitting in your backyard? Yeah, that should be fine. That's kind of tucked. To, it's low to the ground. Is it heavy? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not gonna blow over. If that blows over in the wind, I mean, we've got we've got some wind issues. 
I'll tell I'm going to be worried about more in the fire pit. I'll tell you, you uh, you concerned. You know, tomorrow we've got uh, we've got some plans. I'm concerned uh, about getting there with all the wind going on. You know, things flying you, in front of the sailing? car. You flying things, in? Things flying in front of the car. <laughs> I don't flying like into Tonawanda. I don't like dri- I don't like driving in the wind. And it is a little harrowing. I will tell you this, Joe. On the way to the stadium on Monday, I've <laughs> going over the skyway in that wind was I cannot remember the last time I was that nervous in a car. Oh, I can imagine. The Skyway. It Ooh. was... I'm surprised it was open. I, I was surprised, too. <laughs> I'm going over, and I'm thinking... <laughs> I. It was, it was an experience driving in the wind on the Skyway on Monday afternoon, heading down to the stadium. So, yeah. I see where you're coming from with the wind in the car. It is... Especially my Civic. <laughs> but your Civic should be fine. I mean, that little car. Yeah, you, there's less area for the wind to hit. That's a good I mean, point. You're not carrying it. That's My car, I, I feel it more because oh. it's got a broader side and it's a bigger car now. Yeah, where the wind is hitting it, and it was happening uh, not just Monday but the other week when we had that really windy day. And I dislike the wind. I think more than any other driving condition because I mean the way it blows you around. I'm used to driving in the snow. I'm used to, you know, how I handle myself, the speed, how I brake, if there's a little bit of ice out there to watch out for. I, we've grown up with that. The wind only happens, you know, you're dealing with that, what, a couple times a year? And when it happens and that gust kind of, and you feel your car kind of shake, Yeah, that's unnerving. Yeah, it, it sure is. Hey, before we get out of here, football questions, two of them. What do you think of the fake slide that the NCAA says they will not allow anymore after Kenny Pickett fake slid in the ACC championship game? Mm. I think they should allow it, but then also allow if you do it, you can get hit when you actually slide. Ah, okay, okay. Just add another hit. What's the the score on Sunday? Let's go Bills 34, Bucks 27. Yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game. That's what I think. Or alternate score? Can I give you two scores? Yeah. Bucks 16, Bills 14. Oh, that would be so infuriating if that happens. I can see this going one of two ways. It can go the good way where everyone scores a bunch of points. We get the win. We go home happy. We're, we got a different outlook on life on yeah. Monday. And Or, you know, they could uh, just run it every play. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because why not? Yeah. <laughs> why I, not? I hope the 25th uh, rushing offense in the country does not know. run all over the Bills. Leonard Fournette. Oh, we'll see. Everyone have a great weekend. Uh, we will see what Kathy Hochul has to say in a few minutes here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 